And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to recap last night's game. Uh, last night's disappointing loss against Florida, 6-4. The Lightning fell. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll recap the entire game for you, and then we'll end the show with a special announcement. I mean, we've already announced it uh, on our past shows, but we'll provide more details on today's show, so stick around for that. But first, let's remind you that today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Alrighty, so talking about last night's game, initial thoughts, concerns, questions. My, I guess, concern is, and we've spoken about it pretty much this entire season as well as, uh, I, I guess, you know, dating back to last season, really. Uh, the Lightning are notorious for starting games off slow. Um, they Most times with this team, and yes, their goal differential says otherwise in the first period. Uh, coming into this game, they were plus 8 in the first, and then they were plus 13 in the second period, which is great. That's all good and fun and spectacular, and, you know, we love to see that from the Lightning. But especially against a team that you've played multiple times already, pretty much three times within the past week, in the Florida Panthers, who is gunning for your top spot, you got to start off sooner, and, and especially when you know what this Panthers team is going to do. Uh, the Lightning just haven't done that. They really haven't done that against the good teams all season long, and they need to get better at that, and that's what it comes down to. The Lightning need to get better at winning the first period, and I really don't like to to use those stereotypical hockey phrases, but the Lightning need to start winning periods, especially the first, and we haven't really seen that consistently be done against good teams. So that's the thing that really the Lightning needs to work on uh, that you didn't see a whole lot of in this period as well. Uh, the Lightning were tremendously outshot in the first period. Uh, they need to get better. And, and you know, I, I just think that what it comes down to it is, is yeah, they had, I think, believe, I believe they only had about six shots in the first period. And then they had probably, I want to say, 14 in the second. That's great. And like I said, you know, the effort is clearly there in the second. But you could be going, you know, this game could have, been the difference if you go into the second period if you go into the first intermission with the lead that could mean a win or a loss and that's what it meant in this game I think that if the Lightning go into that first intermission with the lead then we'd be talking about a different scenario as well as the other thing is that their face-off percentage yeah it was 55 percent in this game and it's kind of been hovering around that range the last couple of games as well but man do they miss Anthony Sorelli and 
and hopefully the Lightning do get him back soon. So why don't we just jump into it? Uh, first period, Stamkos first game back after that whole COVID false COVID test nonsense that uh, landed him off, you know, the ice for a while. You know, it started as a, from what my understanding is, it started off as him missing a game due to a lower body injury. And then it turned into the fact that it was a false positive, which, you know, we I, I don't know if I've spoken about it on this show, but the, the NHL as a whole, they don't have their act together when it turn, comes to this whole COVID situation. Um, I've spoken about it on my other shows that I am involved with. Uh, first Line Podcast, First Line, uh, first line sh- Podcast, yeah, Hockey Podcast. I spoke about it on there. Uh, Chris Masley and I have spoke about it uh, in depth on the Locked On NHL National Show. Uh, It's not a good situation. Uh, And and just to kind of summarize as to maybe if you don't know, the NHL only tests for COVID once a day. And they won't get those. Those those are the 24-hour ones. So they don't get it until a, a day later, which is ridiculous just because I feel like you know, the, plus it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the league's philosophy that, that they don't really believe that players could transmit COVID to each other in a game. I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why they, they wouldn't have thought about that. But, I mean, that's the, the risk that you run with these 24-hour tests. And, yes, you know, the other argument, the argument that you can make for that reasoning is, well, the rapid don't exactly have accurate results. Well, it, it's, you know, they need to do a better job of that and just get results sooner uh, rather than later. But, um, yeah, the whole situation with Stamkos, it, it didn't really seem to affect him, though. It seemed, didn't seem to affect his play because he got right back on the horse real quick. Uh, 624 in the first, a stereotypical Steven Stamkos goal. Uh, one-timer from the circle. And Lightning take a one nothing lead. Eighth goal of the season for Stammer. I mean, what more could you ask for out of a start? I would have liked to have seen from here on, from this goal, the Lightning jump on the Panthers right away. But what ha- what ended up happening, what we have seen most times uh, after the Lightning open a game with a goal very early on, is that the other team, the other team answers right away. And... You know, usually that has to do with just the lightning not taking advantage of the moment and the other team just doing a good job of gathering themselves and then just scoring a goal. But uh, really, you have to chalk it up to Florida. They are a lot better than I gave them credit for coming into this series. And you heard it firsthand uh, from my talk with lightning play-by-play, play-by-play guy from Fox Sports Sun, Dave Ran- uh, Dave Randorf. Uh, he, he said, don't take this Florida team lightly, and he was 100% right. Uh, this team is very, very good. They don't have a lot of big names, uh, but they have very high-quality, high-skilled players. Uh, they obviously have Alexander Barkov. They have Jonathan Huberdeau. They, they got Brabovsky in that. They got Anthony Duclair. They got former Lightning player Carter Verhage, who worked himself onto the first line, which... I mean, you know, you love to see guys who used to play for the Lightning succeed when they go elsewhere. But, 
you know, I, I think Lightning fans are going to get re- uh, real tired of him real quick, uh, especially with the amount of times these two teams will play each other. But the Lightning do get a little bit of a break. Uh, they won't see Florida for a couple of weeks now, so that is the the good thing out of all of this. So at 7.56, Jonathan Huberdeau, like I mentioned, basically gets an empty net uh, goal, empty netter goal. And I, this is something, the, the nature of this goal, I've, I've really spoken about it mainly with Vasilevsky. Now Curtis McElhenney was in net for this game. But the thing that's been troubling, and this has been dating back to last season, was the 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 lack of urgency behind the net in the trapezoid when when the goalies go out there and they and they get the puck you should be going and, I, and I'm pretty sure Brian Ingblom brought up this point at some point uh during a game uh when it happened with Vasilevsky probably a week or two ago cuz it it does happen way too often with Vasilevsky and I and I was a bit surprised when it happened last night with McElhenney. At, because he's a vet, so you know you would figure 13 years in the NHL, you would know better. But you know you have to give him a, a little bit of a pass on this, just because if you saw how the the puck kind of stood up on its side against the the board and kind of slowed down, and it kind of threw McElhenney off, you understand that. But at the end of the day, and and I haven't really gotten a chance to really talk about this in a little bit, but the the Lightning goaltenders as a whole. Because there was a couple of times during this game in which McElhenney went behind the net to get the puck. They need to do a better job. They need to have a better sense of urgency behind there. Because too many times have we seen uh, the goaltender go up, skate up to the puck, just kind of wait one Mississippi to Mississippi. And the opposing team's forecheck is already upon them. And they really don't have many options at that point. The goaltender should really going behind the net, uh, getting the puck and whipping it off the glass out of the zone, or at least to the blue line. So he has, he gives himself and his team the, the chance to to set up if if the if the puck doesn't stay in the zone. And and it's just, it, it was a crappy goal uh, and an unfortunate goal, but that's just something that really bothered me about that whole situation. And and really, you know, what started out as a really good good start to the game for the lightning uh now they're going into the dressing room 1-1 uh and you know now they're now the florida panthers are really going to turn it on and and that's the thing that i've really has has bothered me is that the lightning kind of somewhat and you could see it in the goal differential they somewhat wait to really turn it on in the second period and that's definitely not going to bode well for this lightning team come the second all right so in the second period uh the lightning just and this has kind of been a thing all season and sort of last season as well, which they, for the most part, did a good job of sort of reversing this trend in the playoffs, which obviously led to them winning the cup, was they don't get off to good starts. And when they do, they pretty much give up the lead relatively quickly. They allow the other team to answer back very quickly after they score the initial goal which leads to the other team having a lot more momentum. And we saw this. Uh, Florida did not back down. And, you know, make no mistake about it. Florida is a very fast team. They very, 
they they play the rush very well, almost identical to the amount of ability that Tampa does and has when when they're on the rush, and and at sometimes almost does a better job. And that really, I, as much as you know, and I said before that yes, Tampa uh, Florida is a very talented team. Make no mistake about it. But that just comes down to good coaching, and we could see it right here and there in this game, especially this three game series that Tampa had against Florida, and that comes down to. The Joel Quinville system that he is finally installed there, that has finally got rolling there in Florida, and it, it's shaping up for a very interesting in-state in rivalry between these two, which we haven't seen probably ever. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, and, and I spoke about this with Dave Randorf, is that it, these teams, there's been very few instances in which these two teams haven't been good at the same time, so... Yeah, you, you. I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I'm, from watching these, from watching the Panthers, I'm already sick of them in terms of just you know, and 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 that playing three games in a row over the span of five days does do that to you, but uh, or six days. But anyway, so moving on to the first goal of the second period, no surprise here, the Florida Panthers at 6:59, uh, a typical. And the issue with this is Jan Ruda has the puck in the in in the Tampa zone, and He's. I, I understand what he's trying to do in this moment. He's trying to bait the defend the the opposing Florida Panther player into rushing up to him with the puck and either to deke him out of the way or to pass it up ice. I understand what he's trying to do, but that's a very risky play, and that's something that I see a lot from Mikhail Sergachev. I've seen it from a lot of the defensemen. I've seen it from Eric Chernak. And in this instance, I see it from Jan Ruda. And this was just basically another freebie uh, for, that the Lightning gave to the Florida Panthers. I guess you could call the first goal uh, by Huberdu. Maybe be, maybe just a, a freak one, which is fine. I'll, I'll allow it. But he, he turns over the puck in the zone and just... just an easy goal just leaves McElhenney out to dry. Uh, and Florida's up to one that you can't be having that. You can't be giving up free opportunities to the other team, especially a team who clearly has established themselves as one of the best teams in the division right now in the Florida Panthers. So lightning are down to one. And then not too long later, Florida is still, still applying the pressure, which that, I mean, the, the lightning's, Backcheck was having a tough time with the aggressiveness of this Florida team, and and the Lightning really need to do a better job of managing the storm. And we've seen them do that uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, you know, having that issue with that and being able to weather it down. But you, obviously, in this game and and the past couple of games versus Florida, that hasn't really been the case. So uh, at eight twenty seven, Frank uh, Vetrano penalty shot, and this is just. Uh, Luke Shen not being able to, to really get back. And, you know, it wasn't Luke Shen's fault. He was doing everything he could to just uh, stop Vetrano on the on the, the breakaway. And, you know, this leads to a, a penalty shot, which Vetrano, uh, all credit to him. I mean, he, not a lot of space to shoot it past McElhenney. McElhenney basically gave him pad side with no room to go. Really wanted him to go glove side. And he goes pad side. And, I, I mean, you look at the replay. I mean, he probably has an inch and a half between McElhenney's pads and and his and his you know his non-glove side, his stick side, uh, and he does a very good job with that. And and now the Lightning are down three-one, uh, three straight uh, three straight games for Toronto, by the way, with a goal versus the Tampa Bay, versus Tampa Bay. And Vitrano's going to be one of those guys that when these two teams um, 
meet up again, he's going to be a guy that's going to be coming in with a lot of confidence because uh, he, he right now, Vetrano probably thinks he has Tampa's number. So uh, I think uh, keep out for the Lightning to really focus on him as well as obviously the big names, Barkov uh, and Huberdu and, 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 you know, Anthony Duclair, who was, who actually had the, the next goal in this game at 10 23 declare Duclair with a wraparound goal, uh, an incredible goal. I mean, there was nothing Ryan McDonough could really do on this. I mean, he, he just great footwork on this, uh, to when, when he was skating around the net to be able to, to open himself up and just really, uh, poke it in there before McElnany could go from post to post. So now the lightning are really in the hot seat. Uh, down 4-1, and, and really the whole story of this game has really been the, the Florida Panthers' ability to to rush in on Tampa. And, you know, it, not to use the the <laughs> the saying, but Tampa really looked like they were on skates, even though they clearly literally are on skates. They were on the back check, on, playing on their heels for most times on most of these rushes. So the Lightning are down at 4-1, but a little later on in the second period, the Lightning did play a lot better than they did in the first, and, and that was pretty much it. And the Lightning need to play three periods, not one. So that was another big thing in this game. So at 11.42, Alexander Volkov uh, snapped one on a bad angle on the rush. Uh, we've seen you know this this goal many a times. We saw it twice in a game early on, about a week ago from Anthony Sorelli. Uh, Volkov has really started to impress me. He's really doing a lot of the things that, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people in this organization thought and knew he could, and that was score. And especially in a season when you don't have one of your top goal scorers and Nikita Kucherov to have a guy like Volkov, you know, if he could get going, uh, that'd be a, a big deal, uh, and a, and a huge help to this team going forward, especially with Dallas coming up on the schedule. And I know with everything with Dallas going on, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, but, uh, st- don't take Dallas. Uh, don't take Dallas lightly either. I-, I think that Dallas is still sour, obviously, over how the Stanley Cup Finals ended, and they're going to come on playing the Lightning just as tough as the Panthers did. So at twelve thirty-six, Alexander Barkov basically undresses Curtis McElhenney. Uh, another almost, I-, I guess you could call it a borderline breakaway goal. Kind of, sort of the same kind of th- situation that uh, on the Frank Vitrano goal, but uh, Alexander Barkov. Does a very good job of staying on his feet. The I don't remember who the trailing D-man on Tampa was, but uh, Alexander Barkov does a very good job. He's just skating too fast for whomever's behind him to really track him down, and he just de- one, two, three deeks McElhenney out of his out of his pads, and you know probably a goal of the night candidate uh, on NHL.com. So now at this point, the Lightning are down six two. Not a good look, but the Lightning start to answer back real quick and that was something that really impressed me but like I said at the end of the day the Lightning need to play three good periods not one Um, so a little later on Patrick Maroon backhands one on a loose puck in front Uh, this makes the game 5-3 apparently later on now if you look at the replay the puck was on Maroon's stick and but Volkov was right there too and, and he kind of had a wrister. He had his stick on Maroon's stick on the back of it. It was very weird. And I don't know why, but he was credited with this goal. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, that's what it says on NHL.com and everywhere else I've seen. But I don't understand why Maroon wouldn't get credit for the goal, considering the puck did come off his stick. I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. But uh, regardless, that's Volkov's. If we're going to say this is Volkov's goal, 
then that's his second of the night, third of the season. Uh, like I said, it's going to be really important and, and a huge help to this team if a guy like this could get going and start playing with a lot more confidence because if they can, that would be great going into the end of this month as well as the beginning of March when the Lightning are really going to start to have to buckle it down. So at 1638, uh, Tyler Johnson, one-timer, off the, off a pass from Matthew Joseph. Uh, Johnson's fourth goal of the season, three goals in the last two games. Uh, Tyler Johnson proving that, you know, with all the talk in the offseason with him, not wanting to be moved because of salary caps uh, restrictions that, you know, you're going to have to trade someone else, that he is still a vital part of this team. And, you know, he's abs- his performance has shown it. So, you know, as much as I would have liked to get that situation uh, addressed and the Lightning will probably have to go through this in the offseason, uh, it looks like. Tyler Johnson is slowly but surely pe- playing his way uh, back into the equation for the Lightning in terms of them probably not going to be able to trade him. Um, and I would like to mention Matthew Joseph. I, I think I spoke about it on the last episode. Matthew Joseph has been playing incredible. He has really impressed me. He Just the amount of speed he gets, it, it seems like he's just shot out of a cannon at certain points on the rush. And, and I would love to see a lot more ice time out of him and a lot more offensive contribution from him going forward. And I think if you could get contribution from two young guys like Matthew Joseph and Alex Volkov, I, I, I mean, the Lightning should very well win the division. I, I mean, now, right now, we're talking about the Lightning, I believe, a point uh, ahead of Florida because obviously Florida has made things interesting. Not real Lightning fans, and as well as yours truly, uh, not realizing how good of a team Florida was. And it, yes, the whole part of it, and I did talk about it with Dave Randorf, was that of Florida's schedule to begin the season, they didn't really have what you could call a challenging schedule. And, and now that Chicago is in the fourth place spot, I guess you could give a little bit more credit to those wins that they had up against Chicago early on in the season. So moving on into the third, uh, 59 seconds in, and this was pretty much the game, the end of the game from there on. Anton Stroman goes upstairs on Curtis McElhinney, 6-4 game, call it there. I mean, yeah, 59 seconds in. The Lightning really didn't do much for the rest of the period. They had some opportunities here and there, but it wasn't really anything that was... You know, you could have looked back on it and said, oh, they had such a good chance here to really score. It really, at the end of the day, the Florida Panthers were the better team and, and Tampa Bay Lightning weren't really doing much of anything. They, Like I said, and I'm going to hit that, I'm just going to beat this dead horse to death, is that at the end of the day, the Lightning need to play better through, through 60 minutes, not 20. And that's something that I'm sure Coach Cooper is going to address uh, after looking at the tape of this game, and I'm sure that's what he's addressed after the game as well. Uh, so the Lightning will have a couple of days off. Their next game is on Thursday, but even that game on Thursday, not really sure if it's going to get played just because of everything that's going on in Texas, uh, that huge snowstorm with everything going on. Dallas's game was canceled last night due to the weather. Uh, their minor league team, was can- their game was canceled today as well so uh just not sure what the snow situation is gonna happen what's gonna happen with that on on thursday by thursday uh uh, hopefully uh the league could figure something out um if not it's just gonna be another just i it's gonna affect the schedule more if they're gonna have to if they're forced to push this back i really hope they don't just because it's it's 
we've already had enough games pushed back, and, and now you're putting teams in a, in a bind in terms of having to finish X amount of games if, if they do schedule those games before the playoffs start. And, and you're really going to run into a situation where you're going to have to force teams to play back-to-back games within the span of a week, and that's not something that you really want to have. And I, I don't think teams want to do that either. So, uh, yeah, it's just not a good situation. But we'll, we'll wait and see. And really, after this loss, though, the Lightning fall to 10-3-1. and Still a pretty good record, but I would have liked to have had them a little bit, had a little bit more of a cushion uh, coming into this series uh, midway through February. So, but uh, still a good record nonetheless. Uh, and we'll talk about up- the upcoming game as well as, you know, the little announcement or the announcement that we previously already had on the show. Uh, but first, let's talk about one, uh, some of our sponsors on today's show. First of all, one of them is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein, best tasting protein bar ever. They got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones coming out. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Both bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. So go on, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And another one of our sponsors is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device, your phone, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with our promo code locked on. Remember, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on to get 50% off on all on 50% on your f- first deposit. All right. So just to end the show uh here, not sure if that game on Thursday is going to get played. I, I I don't know if you've seen some of the the photos or videos that are coming out of Texas, but it's not looking good. I mean, it looks like pretty much Canada or any other <laughs> any other city like up by me in New York, which is also covered in snow. But um, we'll have to wait and see if they could get that underway. I would hope so. Um, Com- Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly came out and said that he is confident that the league will be able to finish all its games. I'm not entirely sure, so uh, I hope he proves me wrong. And just to announce uh, our little contest, and we will post something on the social media accounts, uh, LO underscore lightning on Twitter and locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. We are doing in, in kind of celebration of us hitting the one year mark tomorrow, the 17th. We will be having a free uh, a giveaway of a Alex Kalorn Stanley Cup final logo puck signed by Alex Kalorn. Um, and basically how we're, we'll, we'll have the all, all the instructions on the sites tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, this is little, pretty much of a thank you to you guys, uh, for all the support that you've done, uh, support you've given us throughout the entire year, especially with us launching in February and then everything of February of last year. And then everything that happened, uh, basically a month later with, with COVID and, you know, Tampa Bay hockey being put on pause and, yeah, we understand at certain, you know, especially during that point in time, you 
with no games going on, you guys could have easily just stopped listening to the show, but you didn't. You came out even stronger, and obviously you came out in full force during the playoffs, during the cup run, and even during the time off that we had between uh, the finals as well as the beginning of the season, and just the continued enthusiasm that you've showed us uh, towards this towards the show. Um, it was brought to my attention how much listeners we have uh, overseas too as well not only in the states and and in, up in Canada so uh, salute to you guys over in in Europe and Asia and and all you know just thank you for your support as well so even you guys could be in on this so go ahead and follow us on our Twitter and Instagram pages for the instructions and all the updates on the contest that we'll be providing. So once again, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning or follow us on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. And then also give me a follow. Give me a shout out if you want at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. Uh, love, uh, love as always to hear from you guys and hope to hear from you soon. So uh, yeah, in the meantime, we'll keep you updated on any news that we find out in terms of what will happen with this Dallas game. And, of course, as well, if you want to hear about it, go ahead and remember, follow, subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you listen to, especially the ones that distribute podcasts, which is basically all of them. So go ahead and do that for us uh, so you're up to date on everything surrounding the show. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.